0: Thank you for your attention, and we hope you enjoy your flight.
1: All right, here we go. It's you that starts. Oh, it is. (laughs) Yay! All right, on this episode, we chat about dreams, the weird and the wonderful world of our subconscious, and the varied meanings behind what our subconscious is telling us. Get cozy as Maya and I lure you into a sweet, blissful slumber with yet another conversation on the taboo, mainstream, and everything else in between. This is Kat. Maya and I are inviting you to sit back, relax, and go to dreamland. Unless you're driving, then it's wakey, wakey, eggs, and bakey.
0: Can I tell you how grateful I am for our partnership with the sponsor? Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real recognizable ingredients, a disruptive notion that has sparked the creation of a healthy new snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo, to shift the food industry, and empower their community and our listeners to make better, more informed choices about health. Kindness is a transformative force
1: for good. That is why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% off. Or 15% off for military personnel, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co slash kind. That's podgo.co slash kind.
0: Kind Bar, creating a kinder and healthier world, one act, one snack at a time. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And we're
1: all about kindness too. We sure are. All right, Maya, I do have to say that your brain fascinates me. Oh, how so? It's your imagination. We recently took a mental health day, as we were just saying together, and you were telling me a story about a very vivid dream that you had the other night um, that was prior to this trip.
0: Are you talking about the dog outfit? (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. So it was a very impromptu trip that we took. I think I asked you maybe like, 12, 14 hours before we left, if you wanted to go with me. So that night, I had such a vivid dream. I had asked you if you wanted to bring the dog. And we kind of went off on a tangent like we do. And I never thought of it again until I woke up and was getting ready to come get you. And I actually had to check my phone because my dream was so vivid that I could actually see the photos that you had sent me in my dream. You had decided to bring the dog with you and had gotten a full on snowsuit for her, snow pants, snow jacket, flap eared hat thing and ski goggles. And I don't know if we've ever actually posted a photo of Squirrel Girl on Instagram.
1: I don't think so.
0: But she's the cutest little chihuahua ever. (laughs) And it was like bright pink. And it was different angles. And it was a video of her running around in it. And I honest to God thought you had sent it to me. And i was scrolling through my phone. I'm like, where did they go? And then it dawned on me that you hadn't actually sent me that. But it was so vivid. And I don't know if it's because A, it's something I could see you doing. Or <laughs> B, that Squirrel and I are just that connected. I think it's a little of both, to be Maybe. honest.
1: Yeah. Yes. There is a funny one that I didn't tell you about. And it's not one of my dreams. But mm-hmm. it was so funny that it has stuck in my head for years and years and years about somebody telling me that they okay. had had. Yep. I don't have all the details. I'm sure I've filtered those out. Mm-hmm. The bulk of the story was, so this was my ex that I had. Um, he had four siblings, I think, and one of his um, sisters and I were pretty tight and she had a dream. And just the way she spoke it, because she, she was very sweet and had a very sunshiny voice and she was talking about how she had the strangest dream the night before because she was at a concert, and when she looked at the stage, it was Yoda on the stage singing The Final Countdown. (laughs) (laughs) And it has been 20 years since I've even talked to that girl.
0: (laughs) And you still picture Yoda. So would it be The Final Countdown, or would it be Down Count for the final? If it's Yoda. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking that and wasn't
1: even switched on enough at that time. I think I was laughing too hard. I need to know the answers to this.
0: Flight mares. Flight mares. I know that sounds daunting, doesn't
1: it? But actually what we're referring to when we say flight mares are work mares for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's not flight mares, meaning like your most terrifying flight. That's not at all what we're talking about. It's we as kind human beings. (laughs) We'll wake up in the middle of the night going, ah, oh, I forgot. I forgot. So yeah, flight attendants. I've done things like that. Woken up in the middle of the night from the store. I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to send that email or if I got to get back to that person with this or that or the next thing. So that's what we're talking about with flight mares. Do you have recurring flight mares?
1: I don't have recurring flight mares. No. I have had flight mares, but they're not recurring. I'm never
0: on the airplane. I'm always passing by, either driving or walking and not able to get to the scene. You mean an emergency situation? An emergency situation, yeah. Okay. I'm never able to get there to be of assistance. So I was talking to my mom about it and she said, that's probably a subconscious fear that I won't be able to help in the event of an emergency.
1: That might be subconscious fear. It's always interesting, too, because there are different meanings for the same dream, depending Mm on what resource you look into, right?
0: Did I tell you about the one where I went to Mars? Yes, you did. Did we put it on a podcast or no? No, we didn't. So in my dream, we were flying an aircraft to Mars, and I'm talking planet Mars. The vegetation and all that stuff was very Hawaii or Costa Rica. It was very tropical, very rich, palm trees and just dense jungle lush. and lush green, humid. But the airport was really, really cool in Mars, whatever city it was, I don't recall, but I had a few days off. So up to Mars, I went. And the airport had, once you were through into the secure area, they had a gravity and a non-gravity area. You could move interchangeably between them. So I hung out in the zero gravity area for a while, just to say that I did it and then went down to the gravity portion as well, boarded the aircraft, just Flight attendants came through with the customs cards and I sat there perplexed for the last hour and a half of the flight because I couldn't figure out what to check off on my customs card because the only options were U.S. direct, other country direct or other country via U.S. And I didn't know what to check and it perplexed me so much that when I went through customs, I was prepared to be pulled into secondary because I didn't fill out the form properly. And that was the part of my dream that I found the strangest. Not that we were flying to Mars in a 737, but the fact that we didn't have a customs card that said Other Planet Direct.
1: Right. Because on actual Canadian customs cards, there are those choices to check off and you must check one off.
0: And you will get the hairy eyeball if you don't. All right. So what does that
1: mean? I don't even know if there's a dream analysis book or the goggle that we can look up for that one. Interplanetary travel analysis. in a dream analysis I'm going to try as specifically as I could get for going to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) If you dream of Mars, it could mean that you are trying to find a way to act on your passions in life. Perhaps you're trying to discover a way to bring your interests and the things that you love to do into work, or you're working toward achieving success for a goal or cause that you are passionate about. Hmm. There's one, Mm -hmm. and that comes from journeyintodreams.com. But then here's another one. Feeling yourself drawn to the planet Mars is a sign that you will gain much wisdom that brings you great wealth and prosperity. I like that one. I like that one the best. Isn't that interesting? I didn't even know if they would have a, I didn't either. Who a knew? sort of analysis of Mars. Yeah. Super interesting. I've only ever had a recurring, not a recurring dream. It's only happened twice, but I've had a dream twice now that I'll be walking down the aisle of the aircraft and I'm not wearing a shirt. Oh, and I don't realize that I'm not wearing a shirt until I get to the back of the aircraft. And then I'm mortified and I don't want to go back out, but I've got to do my job.
0: Are you wearing like a vest or anything or you're just naked? I'm naked from the waist up. There's
1: no bra, nothing. nothing. So what does that mean? Let's find out. I guess I have to indicate that it's a dream analysis I'm looking for. Otherwise, a whole lot <laughs> of shit came up. <laughs> I was like, no, no, didn't want to see that. Nudity can be interpreted as an expression of vulnerability, exposure, Mm -hmm. rejection, humiliation, innocence and freedom, or sexual liberation. Interesting. It says oftentimes when you realize that you are naked in your dream and no one else seems to notice, everyone else in the dream is going about their business without giving a second look at your nakedness. If this happens in your dream, then it implies that your fears are unfounded. No one will notice except you. You may be magnifying the situation or making an issue in your mind about nothing. I wonder if this has ever happened to you. I'll have a dream of somebody from my past and it is so incredibly vivid that the entire next day, I feel like I was just with them, that we actually had those conversations, that we
0: actually spent that time together. But you probably did, like from a spiritual standpoint, they probably are visiting you in your dream. I
1: do have... um, dreams of being able to fly ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But it's not like sailing through the air. It's like I'm swimming in the air. Okay. Yeah. In the sky. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing the breaststroke. And I also have a dream that I've had since I was a little kid that I can ice skate like an Olympian. And I'm like getting air. I'm doing triple axles. You name it. You're giving Kurt Browning a run for his money. Oh, more than that. And I'm like three times the height of Kurt Browning. So it's like Kurt and an Elvis Stoico, like stacked on top
0: of each other. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> How about dreams? Have you ever had like terrifying dreams? Like, do you have fears? Are there phobias that you have? And then you dream
0: about them? No. Do you have um, any phobias? I, ju- I do. I shouldn't say no. But the one that I have the mo- most regularly, for lack of a better term, is just your brain's way of making sure you're not dead. It's the falling in your sleep. You're dreaming that you're falling. That's probably and then you the wake book. up started, and startled. It, well, you you don't. I don't necessarily fully wake, but I'm aware that I've shifted or my leg will twitch or you jolt jolt yourself conscious basically. And that's basically just your brain's way of going, oh, you're not dead. Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, have you ever known anyone to ever hit the ground? No, there might be people that have hit the
0: ground. I don't know. I don't know of anybody. Usually in mine, I either fall on a ledge or a tree or like, because it's always off a cliff, right? Tall building or so it's an awning or a super flimsy tree branch or something that always catches me before I fall.
1: Because I remember an urban legend when we were kids that if you were falling in your dream and you hit the ground, that Mm -hmm. you would actually die in your sleep. Did you ever hear that as a kid?
0: No. No. Maybe I was weird. I don't know. No, The one that freaked me out, and I still think about it, was the something at sleepovers where you say something into the mirror. I can't remember what it is. Oh, don't say it. That scares yeah, that me. That one. That's the only thing that freaked me out as a kid.
1: Yes. Don't even say that out loud. Yeah. Because I know any listeners out there that grew
0: up the with that generation, they know exactly that what generation. We're talking about. Yes. No, not really. I think the only weird, like, scary dream that I had, and I think it was when my mom was pregnant with my youngest brother. But I remember walking into the bathroom. We lived in an old house that only had one washroom. And I walked in and she was on the toilet and she told me that she had just had the baby in the toilet. That was the only thing that I remember that was kind of weird and scary.
1: And that was a dream? It was a dream. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Because people have had babies on the toilet. My biggest dream, and it happens a lot for fear, is my fear of heights. And I have different varieties of dreams where I'm either driving in a car And I'm on a swinging bridge driving in a car. Oh, that's giving me goosebumps. No. Yes. And I I can't control it, or (laughs) I can feel the bridge weakening. Mm -hmm. Or I have to do, it's almost like an obstacle course that I have to do this obstacle course, or if I'm standing on Mm -hmm. something and I have to walk across a Mm tightrope and I can only see peaks of trees beneath me. Mm -hmm. It's it's a deeply rooted phobia that I have where people say, how are you a flight attendant
0: then? It's different. It's It's totally different. It's so different. You're not standing on the edge, teetering with the possibility of plummeting to your death. It's very different. So would you do the Skywalk in Jasper? Fuck no. Uh -uh. What about the uh, Capilano suspension bridge? Nope. No? See, I would like to do that, but I don't know how far I would get.
1: You're on your own, sister.
0: We're doing it. I'm making you.
1: No, I've tried. So someone (laughs) has asked me to embrace my fears before. Yeah, And I went to the top of the stratosphere in Vegas years and years ago. No, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -mm. And I needed, when you get to the top from the elevator, your ears pop for Christ's sake. That's how high you were going in the elevator. And then when you get out, there's a lounge there that you can go and have a beer. And I pounded probably four beers before I actually decided I was going to do one of the rides. I just didn't go to the top. I thought, embrace your fears to overcome them. It was an ex-boyfriend and he said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a hand. I'm going to help you. So I picked the calmest ride out of the three insanity rides up there. We got off that ride. And I literally went on my hands and knees, I kid you not, Maya, and I crawled, crying back to the elevator. I bet I would too. And my boyfriend at the time is like, "Cat, get up, get up. You are embarrassing me because everyone was staring at me and I I didn't care because the closer I could get to the ground- You're like kissing the ground. Yeah. But I was still, because we're still at the top of the stratosphere Mm -hmm. and they had, in those days, I don't think they hid you anymore. In the stratosphere, the elevator had a valet who would- Mm -hmm. Only certain amount of people could come in, and he would travel the elevator all day. Like what a job! And the elevator doors opened up, and I was shaking on my hands and knees. And my boyfriend was apologizing, and the valet said, "This happens all the time." Was trying to embrace. Oh my god! Never again. I I wonder. Never try that again.
0: Probably would. Was it the swing one? Is it a swing that's on the stratosphere, or is it the one that like plummets? Like it's a bungee. I did so. It's like one of those cha- the rocket chairs where. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I did the rocket chair one, which was not hanging over the edge mm-hmm. of the hotel. So I if didn't anything, there well. were multiple. I thought it was just the one that was over the edge of the hotel. No, there are three of them. When we went up there, they may have changed now. There may I be four. Know. There may like. be five. Back to dreams, though. It, mm-hmm. It's the height. The the I have reoccurring, and they're they're horrible. There's one. There are ones where I'm on let's say a motorcycle and I hit a patch of ice and it's Mm -hmm. on the side of a mountain and I can't stop the motorcycle and Mm -hmm. I'm going down the mountain and I'm going to come off the edge. Like it's just recurring.
0: Teeth falling out. Ever had that dream? Yes. You? Yep. Twice. I only remember one, but I do remember having it a second time and not being as freaked out the second time because I kind of knew what it meant. But the first time I was on live with Regis and Kelly and as I'm being interviewed by Kelly, I am catching my teeth in my hand on international television. Yes. Because that's just what you want to do. And I don't remember why I was on Regis or Kelly. That was completely normal. The part that freaked me out was me catching my teeth in my hands.
1: All right. Well, I have pulled up the interpretation for this. Mm-hmm. It seems like a dream about your teeth falling out of your mouth would be bad news. The dream can represent everything from a major life change to lack of self-esteem, from the fear of getting older to money issues, from symbolizing rebirth to regretting something that you've said. See, that's what I had read when we were driving back from our little getaway. That's what I had said, that I had thought that it was about death. Mm -hmm. And it says one of the most common interpretations for having your teeth fall out in a dream has to do with deep personal loss. Mm -hmm. This
0: can be related to the death of a loved one. And I had only read transition or periods of change. i had never heard the other stuff. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it was about the time I was graduating from university. So that made sense to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second time I had it it was after moving out here or starting with this this second airline or something like that. It was something along those lines. I can't recall exactly what it was. I have had a dream about broken glass. Oh, yeah. You had mentioned this. So share that one. I don't know if I in my sleep rolled because I was taking a nap. It was and I don't usually remember nap dreams, but this one I did. So I don't know if I had papers on my bed and rolled over on them. And that's what I felt. And that in my dream, I just transitioned it into broken glass. But I rolled over on broken glass. And it's just crunched. I wasn't hurt by it. It was just, there was a lot of broken glass in my dream. And I don't know what it means. Dreaming about
1: broken glass could be an indicator of some broken promises or negativity in your waking life. It also involved disappointments, shattered dreams, and many other unfulfilled elements. And
0: that's from angelnumber.org. This is one that I had heard in university was that if you dream about birth, there's a death. And if you dream about death, there's a birth. Let's find out. The birth dream means new occasions and new
1: beginnings, or big changes are afoot. This is spiritually a very powerful dream, and it shows that you are going to transfer from one event in life to another.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that.
1: I like that too. Dreams about dying. So is it about death, you dying? Nope, never me. Always somebody else. Okay. Dreaming about death is often considered unpleasant and rightfully so because it suggests bereavement. Someone that you may have dreamt about in death, you may not have met or spoken to them for months and hence the dreams. If you were to look at this situation from a different perspective, it would also mean that you fear of losing people that you love.
0: Okay. So nothing that says that one means the other. No, nope. That might've been an old life's tale too.
1: Yeah, it's just simply like all I can find is death in a dream means life change, significant life change, transition. Oh, and here's the answer to that urban legend that I had told you about hitting the ground oh, okay. that I had heard when I was a kid. According to the International Association for the Study of Dreams, the idea that you would have to die in real life in order to die in your dreams is a total myth. Many people have dreamed that they have died or hit bottom in a fall and they have lived to tell the tale. There you go. And that is actually from www.bustle.com, which is one of the publications that I had applied to last week.
0: Oh, nice. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Weird <sighs> <laughs> That was not on cue, but it just timed perfectly. It totally did. <laughs> you look tired, buddy. I am pooped. Mind if I take
1: crew rest? Take as long as you need. I'll get these folks out of here so you can have some peace and quiet.
0: Well, as quiet as it can be with the gentle hum of jet engines and toilets, flushing meatloaves can be. Have you ever? (laughs) You know the sound I mean. I do. It really sounds like somebody's flushing a meatloaf and not oh like a, just like a little individual size personal meatloaf, like a whole, <laughs> like feed your 17 person family meatloaf. <laughs> and it feels like it too, especially when we're standing at the alley. I'm like, what the hell is going on in there? Good Lord. Oh, that was awesome to finish off. We do truly appreciate all your love and support with this passion project of ours, and hopefully we'll get back on track with getting episodes out to you as quickly as possible, now that we both have a little bit more time. Please do not forget to tell your friends. You can find Back Alley Banter on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcasts. Find and follow us on Instagram at Back Banter, and we're now on Facebook and Twitter as well. Or you can catch up on the interwebs with us at backalleybanter.com as well. We would love it if you could please rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, that's the nicest and kindest thing
1: that people can do that are listening to the podcast to help us out. The more ratings and reviews we get... The more people we can reach that is what the
0: analytics look at are our apple Podcasts rating and reviews my understanding is that that is the only platform that you can rate and review on after
1: listening to the episode if you can hammer it out on your phone super quick you don't even have to be an apple podcast subscriber Nope, you sure don't. Just go to applepodcasts.com in your search bar and they'll yep. take you right there. and find Back Gally Banter, rate and review. Done, done and done. And that is going to help us to continue to offer these podcasts to you. It sure will. We do thank you so much for sharing your day with us. We wouldn't be in our seats if you weren't in yours. We do know that you have choices in podcasts out there and we're sure glad that you chose ours. Goodbyes are not forever. Goodbyes are not the end. It's simply me. I'll miss you. Until we meet again. Be kind. Be safe. Until we meet again. Sweet dreams. Ooh, that was good.
0: Thank you for your attention, and we hope to welcome you on board in the near future.